Hi guys, it's time for another episode. Daddy, play the music. Brothers but not by birth. Family but not by DNA. Dave and Adam are two of a kind. And they want to borrow some of your day. To talk into your ear holes about midi-chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated but so are they. They're unrelated at birth. Like most people who aren't related. Unrelated. Phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome back into another great, exciting, and wonderful unrelated at birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, the firework master, Dave Adams. Coming to you live, recorded live, and in living color all the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated Birth Podcast Studios. And as always, I have brought my friend along, your favorite Ravenclaw, pretty much the only one that, that's ever really that cool, the phenomenal brother, Adam Russell. The only Ravenclaw of any consequence. Yeah, I, I'm trying I was sitting, I mean... <laughs> Luna, yeah, but that's really it. All she ever did was find the Nargles, though. I mean, and I mean, we've always talked about how horrible Hufflepuffs are in the in the book series, but really, Hufflepuffs had an actual huge character, yeah, that people love. Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory, that's right, and uh, of consequence. And, and right, and and you guys had Joe Chang, the weirdo Luna, yeah. Oh well, the weirdo. I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, <laughs> y'all had Hermione Granger, but yeah, I'm not still not sure how that happened. Other than she didn't realize people would obsess over everything that she wrote for the next fifty years. Well, no, I know why she did it. I mean, it was well, a plot, it's point. plot convenience. Yes, exactly. Sure. So, first off, big shout out to your daughter, Emma, for giving us our intro Absolutely. Today. She did a great job. She did a great job. So, we, we got to have, we got three more. And then possibly the wives? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And, you know, maybe they can we'll be bribed have... for a pillow or a book or something, you think? Maybe. Maybe. And, oh, speaking of book, we found a, a, a segment, and I remembered the word this week, a segment... <laughs> For Blair, didn't you figure it out? Yeah, it's going to be her book of the month-ish. Whenever she's into a new book, she's going to let us know what she's reading. D- does she read a book of a month, or does she usually do a week, or how, how is she in a book? About a month, I'd say. Yeah. And it usually average, maybe a little bit longer, um, Okay, because she cross-stitches too. That's what takes a lot of time. I, I would not have the patience for cross-stitching. I'd kind of like to know what her uh, cross-stitch of the week is. It'd be cross year. stitch of the year, yeah. It'd be right. here's, here's my project for when we get to twenty twenty four. We can talk about what she's going to work on for that year. If if you hadn't quit by then, yeah, right. <laughs> well, she's been doing it for gosh, she was a teenager. 
Really? She's been cross-stitching. Her grandmother taught her. Yeah, she's been doing it for a really long time. Okay. Yeah, okay. One of those things that got handed down. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah. They used to do it and watch, I think, watch Days of Our Lives, and that's how she got into that, too. And she still watches that. She's she's a completionist, man. She's going to hang in until the last episode of that thing airs. So. Look, I love your wife. Your wife is a really, really <laughs> awesome woman. But have you checked her birth certificate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is she really She's an age? old soul. I'm, I'm not going to say the age that she is, but is she really the age that she is? Yes. Okay. But, but then again, sure. the birth certificate says Mississippi on it. So <laughs> I'm kidding, sweetheart. I'm again, kidding. that is Adam J. Russell. <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> if you, if you know, you know where that joke comes from. Oh yeah. Because I have been, look, this, this is going to bleed into a little bit of the topic Adam wants to talk tonight. I have been binging home improvement. Uh, ever since what was it Wednesday last week? Yeah, uh, a a certain streaming platform uh, ha- has re-uploaded all eight seasons, and I've got my daughters into watching it. Uh, I put I, I put this post on the the Unrelated Birth Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook listener page, why not? Or as Dave used to say, first time around doing the show, what we call season one. Now he used to say, if you're not in the listener page, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Look, I, I'm nicer with my older age. <laughs> You've met. I mean, I've, 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 no, I've, I've sun dropped. Oh, there you go. No, I'm, I'm drinking a sun drop <laughs> for those that can't see. Uh, well, none of y'all can see unless this is the clip, and if it is, I'm shocked because yeah. this is kind of a boring one. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, looks like the Braves just hit another home run. Matt Olson, twenty-seven, twenty-seven, yeah. twenty-seven, twenty-nine. Oh, twenty-nine. Wow, I'm behind. Yeah. It's it's now uh, seven to nothing, Atlanta. Wow. In, in case you're wondering what's happening when we're recording live, uh, <laughs> one day we'll listen back when the Braves aren't good like they are now, and we'll be like, "Remember those days?" Hey, no, no, that was your. Oh shoot! Is this the one? That's the one. There we go. Do you okay, remember? Anyway. <laughs> so so the story goes. Uh, Ellie was watching the very first episode of Home Improvement, and we. Uh, I turned it on. I said, Ellie, your mommy and daddy watched this when we were we were younger. And she looked up in time to see the blueprints folding up inside of itself. Yep. And of course it's it's blue there. And kind of blue and white, but she looked up really quick and it's sure. you'll get it. But she said, Well, if y'all watch it when y'all are younger, is that why it's in black and white? I, I almost cussed out a nine-year-old, eight-year-old. <laughs> almost. It's not black and white. It's monochrome in their blueprints. Get it right, kid. <laughs> although. It's not Andy Griffin. Although, going back and, and re-watching it, it's pretty rough. <laughs> Early 90s. Uh, although, yeah. everything JTT wore, I, I also oh, wore. Of course. Of course. I mean, I had the big puffy starter jacket. <laughs> I had the oversized uh, button-up shirt. With yeah. a like pattern shirt under it. Oh sure, I the mean, tiger beat cover on. cover heartthrob starter set, right? Yeah. Oh heck yeah! So it's great, and, and it's really funny because I don't remember all of the episodes. I mean, I've watched all every single episode, but sure. I don't remember all of them. I now remember where a lot of my quotes come from. Mm. Like a lot of the things, you know, Tim will say or or do something. I mean, of course. Uh-huh. Everyone mm-hmm. and yeah, 
So, but Burr. still. Uh, more Yoda. There you go. That's better. The first one was a little more Yoda. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I still to this day, for spoiler alert for anybody who's never watched it, if you haven't, you need to catch up. Right. Come People on. have said that to me enough where I can say it back now. Right. But I never forgave, um, what's her name? The wife. Patricia Heaton. No, the, the character. Jill. Jill, that's right. I never forgave Jill for uh, the dude at the gym. Oh. Still to this day, if I saw her in person, I would, I would have an issue. I would have to bring it up, and I would have to talk it out. <laughs> I have a problem with that. So, funny story. Before, so you, I guess after the show or during the show, Tim Allen became a, a, a Christian, a pretty strong Christian. Um, because of home improvement, Tim Allen and Patricia Heaton's other significant others divorced, divorced them. So wow. Tim and Tim and Pat Patricia got so close that it made it's not all Patricia the other Heaton. People. It's not Patricia Heaton. Hang Is on. it not? No, 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 no. I, I thought it That's was. That's from um, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, well, I or, thought it was. I think Malcolm in the Middle or, or um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Hang on. IMDb Home Improvement. It was something was sticking in my craw with that one, and I have to, you know. Oh, me. sorry. This is where you have a Google button. It was uh, Patricia Richardson. Oh, you were close. Patricia something. You had the Patricia and the un at the end. Yeah. yeah. Un. 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 So. <laughs> that's, that's the dub that they, they play on the Disney Plus version in Sweden. <laughs> un. Home improvement. Un. Un. <laughs> Home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a mid sun drop on that one. All right, I'm good. Wow. I had to control my laughter. <laughs> all right, all awesome. right, all right. So, how was your fourth, Mr. Russell? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, we went to the Flying Tigers game. They won six to three. The sun cool. finally went down and gave us a break from the unrelenting heat. It literally was that meme about Super Mario Brothers 3, the second world where the sun's like swirling around trying to get right, you. Right, right. It was like that, um, but saw a nice fireworks show and um, came home, nice. shot off a few of our own in the street. We're actually the one this year that had the neighbor come by and say, how much longer do you plan on Are shooting you off serious? fireworks? We, and we do the little fountain pack that you buy at Target, and it has just right, a few right, right. little crackles wait, in wait, it. Wait, you, know? you can buy fireworks at Target? Oh, yeah. We live in Florida, oh, man. I know. I, I'm, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, there's a place right down from where we're at. The local country station was there doing a remote. And I heard him say that it's the largest fireworks tent in Florida. Now, whether that's marketing or the truth, I still was a little bit proud. Makes me so kind of want to go and see the tent. <laughs> right. Because they had it, a huge inflatable gorilla also. Again, if you're a member of the Unrelated Birth Listener Group, you would have seen uh, just half of the hall that we, we shot off at oh, our yeah. house. Me and my neighbor, we put on, we have about 70 people that show up uh, every year. We do about a, a huge uh, cookout block party. Uh, we had, I think, I did a 16-pound pork butt. I think he did a 10-pounder, and we had another guy do brisket. I also made my uh, my queso, which, ooh, spicy, spicy queso. My wife made some banana pudding, and we, uh, a bunch of other sweets and, and just good outdoor Alabama food. Awesome. Um, and then we all gather and do a, a fireworks show and no lie. We have a guy who puts it all on boards. You have a guy. We have a guy. Uh, 
he he watches YouTubes and tries to figure out how to do it all. <laughs> I know, I know. I've got a guy who assembles our fireworks show based off a video he watched on YouTube. Well, that, that's not but, the best intro. Just FYI. You know, it, it, when we did it last year, it was a "Hey, y'all, watch this" moment because we were like, <laughs> "Okay, Bobby, uh, you're good." His, we did his, it. Real, his his name is Bobby. I'm not going to lie. It's I okay. Mean, it's not. It's not. If it was paired with another name like Bobby Lee, right, or Bobby that's Joe. when I would be concern, concerned. <laughs> or if it was Bobby Joe Gentry, the Homecoming King. Uh, it, it, come on, you got it right. Yeah, oh yeah. I never okay. knew you were a firework it, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, that's actually homecoming queen, but but it, for still, the king fit for, for the context for this, of your joke, fits. yeah. Um, but he had four boards rigged up, and it was about a thirty-minute fireworks show, where we would light. I think we had to light six fuses for the whole show. Wow, that's not and bad. it was it was no lie a thirty-minute show. The only problem I had this year is the fireworks somehow didn't shoot up enough, so I don't think there's enough give on the the plywood he used. Because there were a couple times that me and the four guys were lighting it were like, um, how many fire extinguishers do we have? <laughs> I noticed a couple in the, the clip that Amanda posted. I noticed a couple of them went off maybe foot, six <laughs> <Yeah>. inches. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, got, I got to tell my neighbor. So first off, there is no wild debauchery drunkenness at this party, but two years ago, wouldn't be debauchery. It's called hedonism for you guys. It, it, exactly. There, there, there was some some alcohol flowing a couple of years ago, but we decided to tone it down a little bit this last couple of years because you know those Saturn rockets that, that, that come in like the the long brick, and there's a hundred of them. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not okay. the one designed by the trader. The the other one. Like the not the one designed by the great patriot Warner von Braun. Um, sorry, that was a soft target, Dave. I'm sorry. I, I know. I so know, yeah. So anyway, you got these rocket these these the, yeah. the little missiles, and yeah. and if you shoot them right, they'll just go off in every direction up, sure. right up and out. Well, Matthew, first off, you know we tell kids not to play with fireworks, right? Of course. But we let adults who've been drinking beer all day handle the fireworks. Of course. <laughs> so. Matthew, we'd all had a few. He goes and sets this uh, this this missile thing, unbeknownst to us, upside down. Oh my god! <laughs> the spectators are about two to three hundred yards away. The missiles hit the ground and go out. Just <laughs> and as luck would have it, they don't go out in the other way. Right? Yeah, of course not. That would <laughs> be too easy. If they go, tw- if they go the other way. It's going towards us in my house. Love but it. if it goes the that way, it's going towards 70 people. And um yeah. Luckily nobody was hit. We we tested a lot of reflexes that night. And for some reason, until Matthew admitted what he did, everybody blamed me. That's what I you mean, get. No good deed goes unpunished. It's your fault, Dave. You designed oh, this, you had this idea. I, it, it was How long years. did he let you take the blame before he admitted what he did? It was a, a couple days. Mm. A couple. I wait, 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 wait. A couple days. 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 Yeah, he gets his. He gets his fireworks card revoked after that. I think. No, he does. He, he still <laughs> look. He. He helped buy the firework hall that that was on Facebook. So it wasn't all just. Oh, me. so he did put some money into the venture. So. Oh yeah, he put. Okay, that's not yeah. the worst, but still, man, two days. It, it's at his. We we. 
you know, we do it at his house because he has a better out. I've got better. So he almost space. blew up his own house and his own people. Oh no, that was still at my house. Oh, <laughs> but so we we do the party at his driveway and drive over to my house to do the the fireworks. Mm. Yeah, I mean we're right next to each other. Did they at least so. get up high enough where you could see them two or three hundred yards away? A couple of years ago, it wasn't. It was shooting up high because we had it. We had it built up on cinder blocks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why it didn't go up high this year. Hmm. So we'll Global have that, that's in post prod. We'll have to figure that the out. The air was so dead gum humid and thick. That's probably dude. It you're not lying. <laughs> if it was if it was that way down here, I can only imagine. Because for I've, some reason up there, it's a whole other kind of thing. Yeah, it is. I, it, well, especially here in the Tennessee Valley. Yeah. Be, because of well we're a valley the way it's it's situated sure so it, it's it's rough it is rough here i changed my shirt no lie three times wow and then after the fireworks went down and out you change your pants three times <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> there, luckily there were no four-letter words spoken that's good other than there beer some, and boom well, those are the only and beer and boom there, there were some four-letter words that were thought to there be you honest go. with yeah. you um, but good time had by all. All cool. my digits are still here. Uh, no, no fire, no digits have blowed up. Good for you. Have Have you taught Aiden how to shoot Roman candles at, at, at each other yet? No, we hadn't gotten that far yet. Okay. No, he he'll light the fireworks now and stuff. I've just now gotten Emma where she'll hold a sparkler. She's still nervous about those, and the reason she's nervous is when Aiden was probably younger than she is, but for some reason it stuck with her. She was really, really little if he, if she was even born yet. He had a sparkler, and when it burned out, he threw it up in the air. And the hot <laughs> part landed on the back of his neck. Oh. And he screamed bloody murder, and it left a burn and stuff. And that story scarred her a little bit. And yeah, so, understand. You know, understand. We're, working, we're working on that. But, yeah, we had a, um, like I said, we, we, we're the last house. And, and you know you know me, Dave. Yeah. We're the last house on the block anybody has to worry about with any noise problems or anything like that. I'm usually the one complaining or Right, right. Calling the non-emergency sheriff's number, that kind of stuff. He, you know? He's he's usually Mr. Karen. Yeah, exactly. And so when we're out there, we're shooting these flashy fountains. I mean, it's not like a guy drives by and says, how much longer are you guys planning on shooting all fireworks tonight? This is like 1030. We'd gone to the ball game. I was like, I don't know, five more minutes. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. I was like, what if I had said 15? What, what, what would have changed? I'm not making any noise. Meanwhile, next block over, Mr. Mortar is over there. Not 200, 300 yards away. The next house is like three yards away. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, was at, he was at the big tent with the inflatable gorilla like five minutes before that. Right. <laughs> He's done no research on YouTube. He just lit the fuse and let it ride, you know? Let's go. Yeah. So I was just like, please move along. But we, we, um, the, the one of, I sent you the video. I need to put it out there on the, on the group. We found this little dog firework thing and it, i thought it was something you know they have the little ones that look like an ar that you hold and it just yeah. shoots like a roman candle out of the end and stuff i thought that's what this was going to be but i wasn't sure so i laid it on the ground and i figured you'd hold him by the head because he's called sir dumps a lot he looks like a dog and when you light him the little snake comes out of the back <laughs> right with a little flame you know it's he's funny pooping. he's pooping right but then all of a sudden out the other end where his mouth is it <laughs> does this little <laughs> i had the phone like down at it and all of a sudden, this thing starts to explode. I'm like, I don't know how you're supposed to, other than just lay it on the ground like we did. What are you supposed to do with this thing? Like, who designed this? You know, that's all. That's but all it was you fun. Do. That was our yeah. moment of excitement. But. There are some things I'm wondering, like, why? Why is this a thing? Like those yeah. little spinning bees. Oh yeah. Why is that a thing? Yeah. 
I got to send you a link. There's a guy out there. I can't remember the name of his YouTube channel, but he um, does firework videos throughout the year. But then he collects the most interesting one he can find for a whole calendar year. And then for a certain time of year, he posts the craziest fireworks of this year. And he's got some weird stuff on there. Some so really how, weird stuff. What if we went live one night and had him on? Hmm. Considering our love, my love at least, of fireworks. See what you, I'll send you the link. See if you can get yeah, it. Send, yeah, send me the link. I'll see what I can yeah. come up with. I'll, I'll use my, I, what I'll do is I'll write a letter <clears throat> and then put it through chat GPT. Oh, there you go. And, and suss it up. <laughs> and he'll put it through a chat GPT detector and be like, oh, this guy can't even write his own letters. You know? <laughs> do they even have that yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Professors use it in college a lot right now. Oh no! Because it goes back and and it and it sees what the normal response would have been from ChatGPT, and it does like a comparison. Oh really? It. Oh yeah. So okay, philosophical question time. Okay, we're we're not even talking about our topics yet, but here, no. here's like look, a typical it, show. It's no different. I was gonna say if if this is one of your first episodes of Unrelated at Birth, if if you are just coming back in with season two, welcome to a typical Unrelated at Birth. Welcome to the party, pal. Which, by the yep. way, I, this this bothers me. All right. Oh, there we go. Back. That's whew. yeah. I felt I felt off. <laughs> it's like it's For literally those... like taking a pebble out of a shoe. That I don't know why. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um. So, shoot. What was I saying? <laughs> I didn't have to hit the button to make you lose your train. <laughs> You're talking about Chat GPT. Yeah. 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 Okay. So here yeah. you go. Here you go. Riddle me this. Okay. When we were growing up. The math teachers were all, oh, you'll never have a calculator in your pocket. You sure. got to learn this, right? Yep. Now we have calculators that we carry with us sure. on our phones. And so they're readily available to use yeah. in classes. So instead of saying, instead of going through chat GPT detectors for papers and, and saying, oh, this guy wrote the paper. But went through Chat GT, Chat GPT to suss it up. Why not teach students how to use it correctly in order to manipulate the output that you want? Because you could literally put in there, I need a two-page paper on the fall of the Roman Empire and its impact on macroeconomics in the region. And it will do that. Correct, correct. Like but a minimal prompt can produce a maximal result. That's the problem. No, uh, no, 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 no. If you do a minimal prompt, you'll get a minimal result. Okay. Like you will get it. I tell you what. You'll get it. You'll get a two page paper on on that topic. All right, both of us will... next week. Next week. Topic for next week. Okay. Let's both take a topic, put in a prompt that's as basic as possible. Let's compare next week what we get. Anything okay. you want it to be on. But so but there is a way, and my my wife has perfected this because you know she she actually does a lot of sure. communications. Um, there is a way to make it look like you write it. It's your stuff. And then you say, make this look more professional. Oh, yeah. Make this seem more professional. Oh, yeah. So, so you know, if you're a professor, you say, all right, student, give me a non-chat GPT paper first. You know how that student writes. You know mm. that style. And then after you know that style, you teach them how to manipulate ChatGPT to help write your paper. Yeah. I, so, I love that idea. It, it, for nothing else, college and school overall should be about preparing you for the realities 
So right. they'll be the first ones who know how to work with our robot overlords. Exactly. When the deal goes down, I mean, they will be the ones with the in because it'll be chat Ch- GPT be like, I remember you. You were the one that asked me for that paper. And then they'll be in. Well, see, it, yes. Okay. It might be getting a little Wally ish. I understand. Eventually. Well, you, if it becomes, we, if it becomes something that becomes a little more stable, because they have some really weird stories out there and it is something that becomes a useful tool. I think, I think you could, you could do that. It's yeah. a slippery slope between that and write me a Python code that will do this. And all of a sudden your assignment's done in class. You know, what's a Python code. It's a programming language. Okay, well, I... I Sounded I, fancy, didn't it? I actually don't know. I'm kidding. It, it, no, it, it's did. just a programming language. You can go in there. I've, that's one of the things we've had to tell people is don't go in there and tell it that I need to code to do this and here are my variables because it will do that. But then you've taken potentially something internal to the company you work for or the thing you're trying to do and you've put it out there on this platform you don't own. You that's know? true. So it's a slippery slope, but I do agree that it's not bad to make people comfortable with technology. Right, exactly. I mean, eventually, who knows, it will be, oh, you don't have, you're never going to carry a calculator around type yeah. verbiage. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Speaking of things in the past, do you like my segue? Adam, you, you brought up a topic that you want to talk about this week, um, and, and I do believe it has to do with the fact that we have some weird things. Speaking of weird things, uh, I had my daughter just come into my room. Come here, Harper. You, you can say hi. Speaking of weird things. Well, she just popped her head in and said poop. Foot. You said what? Oh, my goodness. Why are you being so weird tonight? Can you say hi? Hello. Hello. All right. Is it, is it time for you to go to bed? I think it is. That was a statement in the form of a question. Yeah. Go upstairs. Hey, no. Go. What is that? Go. Go. Hey, Chad GPT, can you write me a sentence I can say to my children to make them mind? I'm afraid I can't do that. I can't do that, Dave. I can't do that, Dave. And she's dancing as she leaves the room. What a weirdo. Anyway, all right. So. The reason it segues great with things of the past to things of now is you, you had a topic about how television sucks. That's not days. no, that's not what I said. The and, TV and, is and, dumb. Let, let me go back to I believe it says sucks. I think it said stupid. Okay, yes, yeah, stupid. 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 Yeah. All right, yeah, there it is. TV is stupid. It is. Okay. So why is TV stupid? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie this into the second topic that we're going to touch on later. Media as a whole, there, there's a crisis of content right now. Agreed. Okay? A crisis Agreed. of content. That's going to be the, it's going to be the title of this episode. Crisis of content. Anyway, so I sat down on the fourth, had a few minutes before my parents had come over and the grill's warming up, and I thought, I'm going to turn on Barbecue Pitmasters or some kind of thing like that. I haven't watched, I haven't sat down and watched TV in ages. And I'm watching the show, and they're introducing the people, and I'm like, oh, one of them's right from right down the road here and all this stuff, and that's kind of neat. And one of the guys literally looks into the camera and says, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win this competition. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Duh. You know, and then they cut to the judges, and the judges are like, 
it's all about finding the perfect balance between juiciness of the meat and the right heat to get the smoke flavor. Yeah. So no, I, have, right. I have a problem. And so and my problem, and the reason I say TV is stupid, where that originally stems from, I, and you can ask my wife, she's seen me go on enough rabbit holes with stuff. I love watching something. And one of the things I'll always go to is America's Test Kitchen because they perfect something. Right. They have something they know works and they will teach you how to do it. I don't just want to be mindlessly entertained by somebody like, I'm going to give all that I can to win this thing that I signed up to be a part of. Of course you are, you know? And then Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes around. He's like, what tips would you have for a rookie like me? And they're like, I just want to be as good as you are, but in barbecue instead of NASCAR, Dale Jr. First off, off, Dale Jr. was not good in NASCAR. Thank you, right? (laughs) That was the thought. I was like, dude, you must not watch a lot of racing. But but it's just, I I don't, I, I like learning something. But what got me irritated was I was watching that and thought, okay, this isn't showing me anything about how I can get better at smoking meat, right? So I, I go to Food Network, and it's a competition where Alex Guardashelli is competing against people from three different states, and it's called Alex versus America. I'm like, well, this is Beat Bobby Flay with a different yep. name and a different person, and it's Chopped with a different name and a different person. And then I turn it over to the Cooking Channel. Surely the Cooking, 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 Cooking Channel. No, Man versus Food. Now, come on. That's a good And I, I don't have a show. problem with the show, but I want to I wanted to learn something about how I can get better. So I've got literally here's what I have to do. Instead of the the Hulu, and I'll use the name, but you could insert YouTube TV, you could insert Sling, what I pay money for. I can I learn nothing from. But if I go over to the over the air channels on Samsung Smart TV that came loaded on it, there's three or four things with plated and curiosity and other things where it's nothing but those types of instructional things all day long. And it's like, why well, am I paying TV is stupid. So first off, I, I, I don't disagree with you much. The reason I pay for TV is not the reason you pay for TV. Okay. The reason I pay for TV is to watch live sports. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and because what what is killing movies, which is what we're going to talk about later, is why I have streaming services. Because, honestly, there are no TV shows that I have to watch as they come out except for wrestling and sports. Yeah. That's it. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know if in the past three years... Honestly, I'm going to go more more than that. Ever since we moved into this house, which is 2019, I'm going to go earlier than that. How I Met Your Mother was probably the last TV Mm. show that was invitation-only watching, like or uh, reservation watching. Like I I had to be on Monday nights at 7 o'clock in front of my TV to watch How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, Now... Honestly, I get, you know, home improvements, a, a perfect example of that. I get stuck in a streaming loop. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll sit there for a couple hours and watch seven, you know, six or seven episodes. Sure thing. Yeah. And if I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking, you want to learn how to smoke something, don't go to Food Network or Chop yep. or, or, or Cooking Network. You end up going to meet, YouTube. Meat Church 
is yeah. who you follow. That's who well, that, I follow. That's that there. See that. Then that's the thing is what I'm entertained by. There's this guy on YouTube, and I would love to have. I could talk to this dude for hours. He he does prospecting up in British Columbia. His name's Dan Hurd, and he pans for gold and and shows you how he pans for like garnets. No, hang on. I'm not. I'm not going off on my tangent. But he does that kind of. But he doesn't like. A lot of YouTubers will plant stuff. And there are videos where he finds nothing. And he's like, this is the business. This is how it is sometimes. And sometimes right. he finds a lot and sometimes he finds nothing. But there's some of that you have to be careful. You have to self-select out the stuff where I found $150,000 worth of gold right. in just three hours. No, you didn't, right? Right, so, right. But at least I get that option. The problem, the reason I say it's a crisis of content, and we'll talk the TV side right now like we've been, is that half of the stuff is not anything I would ever ask for. And the other yep. half I've probably already seen or to your point can get somewhere else. Right. Right. And so what I end up watching more than anything else right now is Pluto TV. It's a free app. And I turn it on the game shows channel and they show supermarket sweep for half the day. And if I've got something on, it's probably that in the background to the point where I have literally, I can tell you how much everybody had because I've seen them over and over, but it's something that's comforting oh, wow. in the background. It's background noise. Most of the time they have yeah. an all Matlock channel. I love Matlock. Right. And so there's things like that. It's, I can go get what I want. So why am I wasting money with them showing me what they think I want to see? Like History well, Channel is a great example. History Channel has so much potential, but it's not what people who pay for TV watch. Curse yeah. of Oak Island is the only thing on there, and it's gone down the same path. Oh, we're going to spend a whole season digging this big hole, and we pulled up wood. Wood? Could it be that this is Templar wood? And it's like, well, probably not. It's, and they're like, it's from 1482. And it's like, really? You peeled up this one stick from 1482? And right. it's like, come on. So it's just that, that I, there's a crisis of content on the TV side that I just don't, I, it, it's all, everything now is about ads anyway, especially TV. Half the stuff is just this inane, real housewives cooking competition stuff. And can I go on one small quasi-political oh, rant? Let me go down one quasi-political rabbit hole. Liberals will tell you, don't smoke your meat. Because if you do a brisket, that cow polluted the environment. Your smoke is polluting the environment. You're using wood that was cut down from a tree that is destroying the environment. But they'll run this show for 85,000 seasons where they cook one plate of food for somebody to take one bite of it. (laughs) That food could have gone to a food bank and fed people. All those big ingredient piles they have and stuff like that, that could have fed somebody. I don't want to hear any preachiness. Thank you, Food Network. Anyway. That brings me to another question. And Food Network. I love I love Guy Fieri's uh, uh, um, the 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 cooking competition show the the guys kitchen oh grocery games guys grocery games I yeah. love it that one's not bad but tell me this that is a fully stocked grocery grocery store what do they do with all the produce in that grocery store once it's done it's a for those at home you see the air quotes fully stocked grocery store. You, they've, they have the stuff stocked that they know they're going to use ahead of time. Come on. All that no. stuff's not real product, Dave. Come on, Dave. Are you sure? This because... is the reason I hate... No, it's not a fully stocked grocery store. But to, to my point, if you already have what seems to be a fully stocked grocery store, why not just make a good supermarket sweep remake? And quit I this mean, nonsense that they tried the first time around and make an actual... Let Guy Fieri be the host. Food Network Leslie can Jordan? own it. Dude, that show... Don't, don't get me started, man. <laughs> I think I don't, we already see did that. Get you started. Okay, so that's the other content crisis. Is it's either this inane stuff where you don't, I, I'm not shown or taught anything, and I'm expected to believe this stuff that I know isn't true, or I'm yelled at for 30, 40 minutes. 
I don't, I don't enjoy either of those. And you have YouTube out there, to your point, I'll wrap it up with this. You have YouTube out there where you can get anything you want self-selected for free. And it's probably 10 times as entertaining or informative, just like this show, as most of the stuff you're going to find that was professionally made. And the only uh, reason that other stuff is made is because of the ad revenue it generates. That's well, it. Well, let, let me tell you a good way to start watching and, and actually taking care and using the cable that you're paying for. Don't pay on for Monday, it. On Monday nights, watch <laughs> USA Network. On Tuesday nights, you can watch USA Network. On mm. Wednesday nights, you watch TBS. On Thursday, you, you take a break from TV. Uh, on Friday, you watch Fox and TB, TNT. And then on Saturday, you watch TNT. But then I can just get all of that summarized every morning in 10 or 15 minutes on YouTube. But you get a summary. You don't get to see all the integral. I don't need to see the integral things and ins and outs. I don't need to see all of that. I don't need to see all of that. For those that haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking wrestling. Um, (laughs) And so, again, you're like I am, though. If you don't pay for cable, how are you going to watch college football? See, that's the thing. It's sports. They get you over the barrel with sports. And that's the other thing is even with MLB.TV, stuff, blockouts and restrictions, come on, y'all. Yeah. It's 2023, you, man. You would you never know? be able to get a Tampa Bay game. It was easier for me to watch the Australian football final last year, last season than it was to get like a local game or a Braves game if they're playing in Tampa. It's just come on, man. Yeah. It, it, it's time for all that to be done. But, it, but I guess that's my thing is local channels is one because especially with hurricanes and weather and stuff like that. And live sports, they get you over a barrel with that. And it's yeah. it's unfortunate. i got to figure out a better way. Well, it, actually, here next year, yeah. I believe you'll be able to, uh, to watch all SEC games without having a cable company. That would be nice. Well, because uh, your, uh, your co-workers will be carrying all <laughs> SEC games. My co-workers. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah, and, and it should be. There, there should be something. That, that's the only way they won't cater to you. They'll sit there and they'll sell you everything eight ways from Sunday, but when it comes to sports like mine, and you can't have it. If you live in Florida, you only get Bally Sports Sun. You don't get the one that shows the Braves or anything else. Mine. You know, and it's like, yeah. okay, then I won't give you my money. I would gladly give you my money, but I shan't. This, this you know? is t- shan't. Did we really just use? I did. And I have one more rabbit hole to go down and we can wrap up the topic. Oh, Lord. Have you seen the new, um, it's not HBO Max anymore. It's the new Max commercial. Yes. The one with Aquaman, whatever his name is. Yeah. And he's sitting there saying, the best version of you and all of this stuff. And you should give yourself the, it's like a streaming service now is like going to change my life. And it's going to make me the best version I mean, of myself. There are some pretty cool things on Max. Oh, they're pretty cool things. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to make me the best version of myself. Yeah, no, that's, really? that's stupid. So that, that's, that's when they really start stupid. and Paramount Plus has the, a similar ad out there now, too. And it's like, I don't see your content's already half garbage and I don't get anything out of it. And now you're going to try to make me think, oh, if I subscribe, I'll be the best version of myself. I don't need it. I don't need the whole thing. Delete the whole thing except Disney Plus. And if on Disney Plus, if all they had was some old Walt Disney stuff, I would just put that on repeat all day long. Hey, look, so. we finally got the two, the two things I wanted when COVID hit. Yeah. I said, give me Hamilton and give me Home Improvement. There you go. And, and they're all in both. one place, only on Disney Plus. And Hulu and ESPN Plus. <laughs> I believe they call that the bundle. 
They do call it the bundle. <laughs> um, before we go into our movie topic, I'm going to throw my list out there because I know your list. Well, did you not see the text message? Well, I'm trying to, uh, this is called banter, Dave. I know. I know. So, okay. The list <laughs> I am going through and rewatching all of the mission impossible movies before mission impossible seven comes out in a couple of weeks, actually next weekend. So I am sitting here and, and look, I'm not the biggest uh, Tom Cruise fan, yeah. But when you when you look back at his movie history, he's had blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. Absolutely. So, even though we don't agree with his political stuff or his his religious stuff or his jumping on couches stuff, <laughs> we can say that he is a very good actor, and pretty much our whole lives, he's he's been there as yeah. a good actor on the silver screen sure thing so if you had to pick top three ooh, oh <laughs> sorry if you had to pick top three tom cruise franchises and now i'm not going to say the franchise is the same definition as it was for what i was talking about yeah because you said movies or franchises in the text right right so, yeah so if, if you had to pick your top three what would they be let's give one and one Okay. Let's go back and forth. Um, I, I'm not saying this is a hot take. I really enjoyed the movie, and I would put it up there. I wish that the Dark Universe had not been given only one shot to make it. I thoroughly enjoyed the remake of The Mummy that he was in. I liked the campiness of the Brendan Fraser version, but I really liked where they were going with that. And I would say that Mummy is actually up there. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. See, so I would put that. It. I would put that just squeaking into the top three, and there's a reason that it makes it that I'll explain in a little bit. But that's what I would say. I've never seen it, and, and I guess I need to at least see. Now I've hyped it, it up too much, and you're going to watch it thinking I ha you have to dislike it. I mean, no, I'm not going to say I have to dislike <laughs> it, but I, I'll watch it. Just yeah, with... you need to see it. I, I want to know your opinion on that. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. So my and and I, are we doing number ones or just throw one out there? Uh, just throw one out there. Okay. Mine are in no particular order. Okay. I think you have to say Mission Impossible for me is my number one. Mm, okay. Just because of how good the acting is. And each movie is different, but it's still within that same sure. genre. Um, like I watched Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2, and it was so 2000s. Oh, yeah. Like, like he, he throws around a corner and doves start flying as he slow motion walks into thanks a lot place. michael bay and all the influence you had on movies well, back then right that was john woo no i'm that just was, saying it's like yeah. it, it, that whole like era was nothing but that kind of stuff right right but it was still i mean i'm watching I'm like okay romeo must die here yeah you know, yeah, this, yeah 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 <laughs> this is that type of yeah. and but then you go to like i just watched mission impossible 4 today ghost ghost recon or ghost protocol yep and then you go into a full 2011 style thriller action movie sure so i mean he plays the genre well and to me it, it I, I guess that's just the quintessential tom cruise yeah action movie he runs a lot and that's when you right. know it's a good tom cruise movie if he runs runs a lot or rides a motorcycle <laughs> i love it yeah i would i would throw a second one in there um and it's not my top my top i'm going to say for the last one the other two aren't in any particular order, but I'm going to put in Minority Report. That's a great movie. I, I love that movie. 
I don't think it cracks my top three. Yeah. I've I've watched that movie three or four times. Yeah. It's it's good every single time. Yeah. Um if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. But yeah, that's very, a must watch. I would say it, it's it, it's Spielberg, one of I think Spielberg's better. I, I'm not a huge fan of everything Spielberg has done. I think his influence on that one was better than most things that he's ended up putting yeah. out in the in the two thousands to now kind of it's period. very, very futuristic, but yeah. plausible. But not stuff. that, yeah. That's the, the 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 psychic part of it. No spoilers, but the psychic part of it is like out there. But the other stuff that happens, right? Personalized it's, ads and things like that, right? Mm. It's almost coming true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm having a really hard time. Like I've got five movies swimming in my head, and I said three. <laughs> so if we're, I'm I'm going in order. So I, I guess you have to throw the Top Gun movies in there. Uh, when I heard he was doing a Top Gun 2, I was like, oh, hell, he's going to ruin it. But honestly, I like Top Gun Maverick just as much, if not more, than I like the original Top Gun. Yeah. So I, I think that is the, the movie that really, really solidified Tom Cruise to me. Yeah. Tom Cruise, it, it made Tom Cruise 89 to 2002, and it's the same actor. And it's the same style. He doesn't change. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was that was that was going to be my last one, and I was going to make the exact same point. I'll make it again. Okay. Um, I, I I think Top Gun Maverick supplants Top Gun by far. Um, oh, the, by far, by far, by far. I, I think Top Gun was on. It's one of those '80s movies that they would never take a chance on a story like that anymore. You know, yeah. the, everything now has got to either be a guaranteed hit or a remake or a rehash or a sequel, right? They right. took a chance on that and they put a lot of production value into the fighter jet aspect of it and were really true to the military. You'd never see that movie made anymore. And so I, I appreciate Top Gun for the benchmark that it set. But the fact that I can take my 13-year-old son to go see Maverick, yeah, it, it improves on it in so many other ways other than what's not in it, right, from a, from a Christian father perspective, right? But it... Everything in it had meaning. Even the foot, you think, oh, here they come. They're going to play football on the beach, right? There was a point to it. Whereas right, the volleyball exactly. on the beach was just kind of like Kenny Loggins song, you know? And it was cool, but eh. but this one, there was a purpose. And I felt like everything was so well thought out that it it pushed it well past it in my book. So Okay, okay. I'm very shocked that you haven't said, that, that you haven't said Days of Thunder. And that was, that you've done your three. Yeah, I, I, it's not in my top three. It's not. I would even put the mummy above that, believe it or not. A lot of people are rolling their eyes at me, but I am. You know, the firm was up there. I, I the firm was really good. I love a good Grisham thriller. Um, I'm surprised you haven't said. Uh, hold on. I'm surprised up, you haven't said mic. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, see, he, he just so. That or Austin Powers to me, yes, that was the other they're just cameos. <laughs> the little cameos, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's great. I'm surprised you hadn't said Eyes Wide Shut. No, <laughs> horrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I, I'll just go ahead and say that the three movies that were swimming in my head, and I'll, I'll give you what I Days of Thunder, actually, it was four Days of Thunder, yeah. A Few Good Men, mm, mm, Jerry, yeah. yeah, Jerry Maguire, and Days of Oblivion. I think it's Days of Oblivion. Days of where Oblivion. He, where he relives the same day over Oh, no, that's, over. Um, that's Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Which, great movie. Sci-fi you Groundhog seen Day. It. Yeah, it, well, it's Groundhog Day with that sci-fi thriller. Yeah. 
See, a few good men, now you're making me question. But no, that, right, that's, exactly. that's a close one. That's definitely close. Right. Yeah. And, and Days of Thunder, a few good men, Jerry Maguire to me are A, B, and C. So it's very hard for me to choose. But the reason I'm not going to say Days of Thunder is because at the time, it was Top Gun with NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, now, the fact that they're making a second, uh, a second Top Gun or second Days of Thunder... I'm ready for it. Let, let's let's see well, if they can give it the the Maverick treatment. Sure. With with the new. Day That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah, good. Yeah. But I I have to put Jerry Maguire in there as my number three, just because of the iconic yeah. scenes in that movie. When it shows that he doesn't have to run or ride a motorcycle for a movie to be good with him, right? In it. Yeah. But he does yell at the camera. I he mean does. that that's that's a typical. <laughs> Tom Cruise trope. Yep. So there you go. I mean, a, a hopefully this will give you some time to maybe look back into your your movies and, and look at what you have in your collection. Maybe go to a streaming service and, and watch some Tom Cruise <laughs> movies that you haven't got seen in a long time. Because as like I said, as much as we hate the man, he's a really good actor. So true. that is very true. Yep. All right. You know, uh, here, well, here's here's a fun little tidbit for you, Dave. Next okay. time you're down here, I'll have to drive you to um, downtown Plant City, which is just okay. over the, the the line here. And there is a Scientology office in Plant City, which is known for its str- farms and strawberries. Right. And it is so obviously just a storefront, like a empty front. The books and the plants, and they've got these weird desks with these huge clocks on them, and Literally, I can't. I hate going to Plant City because of that place gives me the heebie-jeebies. There's a cool chocolate shop right next to it. Yeah. Really awesome place that sells Pokemon cards that Aiden loves to go to. But I avoid that half of down, like the play. So, so I creepy. used to, I, I used to frequent Tampa. Oh yeah. frequently. and and I went into Clearwater, <sighs> and dude, not the beach, that, like right the downtown area. The yeah. Downtown oh, area. Yeah, they bought that up most place, of it gave me the heebie-jeebies oh yeah you park downtown in clearwater and you feel like somebody's watching you yes yeah yes scientology is just a real estate venture (laughs) we're gonna buy this lane we're gonna buy this building in the corner and hang on to it and when it appreciates by a certain amount we're gonna sell it it's just real estate there you go that's all it is please don't come after me scientology i'm (laughs) (laughs) i'll come knock on get a cease and desist letter from them and then five guys with a camera will show up at the door Oh, did you ever watch that Leah Romini thing? Yeah. On, yeah that, you don't hear much about her lately, have no, you? No, you don't. That's why I'm just kidding. Um, maybe just I'll kidding. just edit this part out. I'm going to take a sip of water now. I'm okay. suddenly parched. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So so before we get into our streaming topic, yeah, I, I believe we have a segment that we do every week about your father asking a question. That we do. Virgil asks a question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me cue it up. Well, good evening, guys. It's uh, time for this week's Virgil Asked a Question. Uh, the first part of this is I wanted to give credit to the person that wrote this article. i just um, going to leave po- a portion of it, but I found it very fascinating. Uh, this story is an article published by Robert Lee, L-E-A, who's a science journalist in the U.K. And here we go. The James Webb Space Telescope has spotted a carbon molecule 
thought to be a cornerstone of interstellar chemistry in a planet-forming disk of gas and dust around a young star. Just detected the carbon compound methylcation CH3+, is a protoplanetary disk system called D203-506, which lies around 1,350 light years from Earth in the Orion Nebula. That's a long way. Well, my question is a two-part question. The first part is, how many mirrors make up the primary mirror segments of the James Webb's telescope? And the second part is, how many layers make up the heat shield? Thanks, Guy, and uh, have a great podcast. Bye. So I actually know the mirror question. Okay. 18. 18, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I should know the heat shield because my buddy actually worked on it. Um, but I don't remember the heat shield part. The heat shield is what I found online. And I'm looking, he left me the other answer because <laughs> he leaves me the answer key is <laughs> 0.05 millimeters or 0.002 inches okay. thick. Like super, yeah, so like only a few molecules of gold. So what's cool about the heat shield is it had to engulf inside itself before it, it got shot do out. That, do that space. again. Engulf inside itself before it got shot out into space. <laughs> um, and and so they had to to make. So have you ever done the 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 drill where you have to fold a sheet of paper in half yeah. on top of itself? How many times you, you can fold it? Right, and you really can only get to about six. Yeah. And so you have to make a huge heat shield do the same thing. But they have to figure out how to fold it on top of itself, A, without it ripping when it opens, mm. and B, not to make it huge when it's folded. So it took them years to figure out how to do that. Wow. Your tax dollars at work. How do we fold this thing up and stick it in a thing and launch it? I love it. I mean, so it's, so it's actually, hang on, that was one layer. So layer one is 0.002 inches. The other right. four layers are point zero zero one, like it's nanometers and micro inches is the thick how yeah. the thickness is measured. It's crazy. So imagine having to fold all of that. I mean, look at how. In fact, I've got to Google this now. See, now I have this image in my head of a bunch of engineers at NASA standing around saying, "All right, wait, fold it, Dad, gum it." Now that doesn't work either. Unfold it right. again. You got to unfold this thing in this big room, right? I mean, I guess you could computer model hey, that. Honestly. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes the, the mechanical physical is the best, right? Yeah. Mm. It's a 70-foot long heat shield. 70-foot long. So you had to fold 70 feet on top of itself. Mm. So there you go. Maybe instead of fireworks next year for the 4th of July, you guys can try to solve it in your own backyard. No. No. <laughs> Here it's go. already this been solved from, once. That's good enough for America. This is from ChatGPT of all places. Oh. The, the James Webb Space Telescope has a five-layer sun shield that acts like a parasol, or parasol, providing shade to protect the telescope from external sources of light and heat, as well as from the heat emitted by the observatory itself. The sun shield is a tennis court size. Is tennis court size with actual dimensions of twenty-one. <laughs> 
one nine. For anybody who meters. doesn't, for anybody who doesn't know, that means Dave's got to stop. By 14, I got something real say real quick. One I'm gonna have my. I'm gonna have my say. So I want to tell everybody this week. Last week was about my pen. This week I want to talk about my keyboard. Can I talk about my keyboard? I'm going to. You can't mute me. This is my segment. You mute me. <laughs> Boom. So I'm going to talk about my keyboard. I want you guys to hear it. Hang on. Let me get it close. You hear that mechanical keyboard? Cherry switches. It has LED lights. I can show this one off this time, unlike the pen. I love it. I am a, and, I'm, and this is going to be relatable this time. And Dave, you might actually relate to this. I am one of the people that is definitely in the market for that huge inflatable inner key where when you finish a sentence and you really want to put an emphasis on it, you hit the heck out of your inner key. Are you? No, you're, 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 you're still on mute. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you speak. All right, does, do you relate to that at all? A am I allowed to talk now? For five seconds, yes. Do you relate okay. to that? Yes, if I am typing very, very enthusiastically. Oh, yes. I do, I do like to hit my space bar. Yes, my there you key. go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on mute again. It's one of those it's one of those times when you're typing something that says, as I mentioned in my previous email, things like that, when that inner key really, really comes in. So you can you can hear it again. Hear that? Oh, when I hit enter, it takes you on and off of mute. <laughs> so anyway, as you can see here, you can see the pretty colors. If you could see the video, you can hear the wonderful sound. And when I finish a sentence with a great flourish. You can hear that right there. So, Dave, you're off mute now. I've talked about my keyboard. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the heat shield on the James Webb telescope? No, I'm just doing my crossword puzzle for the night here. Oh, are you? What, what, what crossword puzzle is that? This is the New York Times quick crossword puzzle. Oh, wow. What's the clue? Maybe we can help you. I procedure, and it is two down, and it is five letters, but it's LASIK. Oh, it's LASIK, yeah. Uh, same here as in three-word phrase. Starts with an A. One, two, three, four, five letters. Same here. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. As well. As well. That's six letters. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. We still have a topic if you wanted to. I guess we do. I can. I can. Yeah, wait we, to we the still. <laughs> I was just. I was just sitting here, enjoying reading my book and. Letting you talk about your stupid keyboard. I'll have just topics just as good. I enjoy. I thought the sound, the, the ASMR of the keyboard might. Your your 1980s computer. I actually am using a Mac laptop, Mr. Windows. Hey, look. Mr. Windows. Why at is it time, lagging? I don't understand why it's lagging. Well, it's because you're using Windows there, Kimo At the Sabi. time when I bought this laptop or this computer, somebody had decided to not do a podcast. And so I didn't think I would have to. You had a podcast the whole time. Top of the I World did. podcast, if you haven't listened. When was your last episode for Top of the World? April. Because what? Some, some of my co-hosts don't like recording sometimes. Some of your co-hosts. Don't you only have one co -host? I do with that one. <laughs> you can choose how you want to take that information in or not. I love it. <laughs> no, Terry, Terry, actually, I, I texted me the other day. I said, hey, we need to record again. I was like, yeah. Yeah, a little do. bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, but anyway, so we do have another topic. We wanted to, Adam and I both went and saw a big blockbuster this weekend that is not getting a lot of money. And it's not because of the movie itself. It's a great movie. Uh, but 
I believe that movie going has changed. Yeah. And I'm afraid that movie, the movie genre or the movie industry is probably not going to be around for much longer because of how it's changed. And I don't like it because next week, actually, a movie called Oppenheimer comes out. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It it was filmed in true IMAX with the digital reel. And we actually have a true IMAX theater here in town. That's awesome. And I hope to go see it at our courses at the Space Rocket Center. But I hope to go see it in the true IMAX because it's beautiful. You hear that in the background with the, the actual projector. Oh, yeah. The, yeah real yeah, yeah. going back and forth. I, um, I thought maybe it was but, a Geiger counter in Oppenheimer. I didn't know what that Well, no, that's cool, too. I can't wait for that to hear that sound. <laughs> but you know you still have these summer blockbusters but none of them are doing well in fact they're they're not posting the the big numbers that they think they're going to get except for maybe one other one movie that it wasn't even a summer blockbuster it was what's that mario brothers yeah yeah it's okay you can say the name of movies and stuff it's all right Dave. okay can can i say indiana jones yeah no well i think indy indy's already at 154 million but yeah. but i if you look at flash flash barely broke 200 right well th- that's there's a big reason for that well there are several big reasons for that word of mouth right. being one of them right but I, I i i like the flash as an example though because i think overall again it's a crisis of content right number one and i'll talk more on that one in a minute but i think i don't think that the return is a way you can measure a movie anymore because not only do you have the box office but then you've got the longevity of a subscriber on your service that you'll eventually put it on. But how are you going to get the money back? I mean, we're but that's the thing at- is, you, is you're only getting five, 10, 12, $15 a month, which is pe- peanuts, right? Right. 150, 200 bucks a year. Right. And that how many movie tickets would you had to sell, sell to make that up? Right. And that's right. where I think that overall the business model is reaching just critical mass because I can't really care about one more DC movie, right? And you could say the same thing about some other major properties, but I'm supposed to care about one more DC movie with the five DC shows or the five comic books and the three things and the five things and there's stuff everywhere, right? And it's like, I'm supposed to care about all of that and this movie, but all of that I can watch at home and I can pay $5.99 a month for. This one, I'm supposed to pack up my kids, leave my house, Get dressed, number one, right? And that's tough for all of us post-COVID. Right. I'm supposed to get dressed, spend $10 a person on the ticket, and then $3.99 on fees, and then popcorn and soda, and the popcorn probably was popped about three hours ago, and the Cokes kind of doesn't have the right mix of carbonation and syrup, and then I don't really like any of the candy that's at the candy thing, but I'm going to pick one of them because it's all I've got, right? And it's just a very outdated, outmoded model, I think. And I don't think it will die I think what it's actually going to do is kill streaming. I think streaming will get cut back for the sake of that because that's where your money truly is. You're making $5.99 a month for every movie you've ever made to be readily available. And it's actually making the box office returns. We're, we're at the same, I'll put it like this. We're at the same point with movies that we got to in the mid 2000s with music. Album sales were no yeah. longer a measure of success. And it's not, it, they, you can't find an album anymore. No, you can't. 
You can't. And I think that we're at the same point with movies. And so the choice they have to make is you're either going to continue to expect movies to make hundreds of millions and or billion dollars at the box office, or you're going to have people pay $5.99 a month for streaming. You have to choose which one of those. You can't have both. And if you're going to have both, you can't make 16 shows in this expanded universe and five movies and expect all of them to just be gangbusters. You just can't. Right. You know? For people like me, and we made this point last week on the show, yeah. for people like me who who know... <coughs> gosh. Wow. For people like me who know the stories, who know what's supposed to go on, like, I'm loving Secret Invasion right now. Yeah. I thought I'd hate it, but I am loving Disney Plus's Secret Invasion uh, because it's very niche. It is very much, if you know the Secret Invasion comics, sure. you know where they're going. And, and so I love seeing these things come to life on, on real screens with actors playing it. But I'll say this. There are some movies, like... Guardians of the Galaxy 3, for example. Yeah. I don't know if 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 I knew that it would be on Disney Plus in two months, two weeks, I think it sure. said. Yeah. I I don't know if I would have paid to go see the movie. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's the thing. Whether it's whether it's that on Disney Plus or the Flash on HBO Max or whatever that in, Max or whatever that ends up on. It's I'm already paying you. Right. I'm not going to go pay you again. But then I'm a higher losing. price today. I don't need to be an early adopter of your content, especially folks like you. I already know the storyline you're telling. Right. I've heard and word probably, of mouth. I'm probably going to get mad. Right. That that you broke something off or sure. didn't do something. Well, I mean, there's the fanboy aspect of it too. You're absolutely right. But let's take. Right. I want to use the flash because it, it's kind of three legs of the stool. You've got a saturation of content. Stool. You can't make people care about the content, right? I, I, I'm not going to run out to see this because I, what worked with the first set of Avenger movies and that whole story arc was there was going to be a payoff. And DC has called, has cried wolf too many times. There's not going to be a payoff. They tried with The Flash from what I've heard about the story. I still haven't seen it. They tried to do this whole nostalgic payoff. People, there, there's no like storyline where it's going to have that quintessential moment where it all comes together, right? I don't believe right. that you're going to do that, number one. Number two, you, like you're saying, if you know the storyline, I'm just going to end up being upset or I'm not going to like it, and then I just have this weird feeling, and then i got to go complain to everybody, right? There's the whole fanboy aspect. But three, if you can't give me good CGI effects and what I'm paying oh. $20 to go see in one shot, I'll just wait for the $6 subscription I've got and watch it there. Right. If you can't make it now, look any better than something that was on the WB back in the day, I'm not wasting my time. You are going to miss the aspect of seeing it in the Dolby Digital Sound. I mean, now let's let's be uh, honest. Who cares? It's not like back in the day when that THX sound came on and you were like, oh my gosh, it's THX. He's going to do the little cow sound. Yeah. It, it, we, I could play that on my HomePod here in my office and it would sound reasonably. I do have, I do have a very good sound system yeah. in my basement. Yeah. But. Now I can't even say this. My chair is not as comfortable. Nah, my chair is comfortable. Yeah. Now, I think movie theaters are going to have to get into doing what a lot of people are doing these days with movie theaters. It's the pay per view that they, they, you know, you go pay twenty bucks and, and sit in this beautiful, nice recliner chair, yeah. and you can watch the pay per view service. Sure. You can watch the 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 boxing match, the Deontay Wilder match, and, and that's how your theaters are going to get full. Yeah. Um, 
they have what is it phantom i think is as the service where they'll do like big broadway musicals oh sure that they you know fathom uh, events Fathom. Fathom. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's well, and, it. and they've even got the subscription model where you can get a free ticket a month or a ticket a month yeah. by paying $20, you know, that kind of stuff too. But which would you rather do, Dave? Would you rather pop your own popcorn and pick your own flavor of drink and pick your own candy and go down there with nobody else and sit in your chair in your pajamas, watch a movie, or would you rather go to a luxury lounger, Cinemark, I think has those, that yeah. someone else just sweated in five seconds ago? And lay in so, that recliner and eat stale popcorn and not get your choice of whatever you want. And here's the other fact, Dave. People, and this is this is typical, Adam. People ruin everything, dude. That's uh, yes. really that's the biggest aspect of this. Is is it is a is a crisis of content? But people just stink now, man, and they ruin everything. Somebody's going to get loud and their phone's going to go off, and then two rows back, there's going to be somebody's going to bring their baby. They just ruin everything, dude. See, it's normally me that's like that because I brought <laughs> I brought my two girls to see Indiana Jones with me. Sure, and you know it, it's it's scary. There's some scary parts to it. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. And, and and you know I, I, you know they they scream. They, they shut up. I'm watching Indiana Jones, kid. <laughs> eat your candy that you don't even like. <laughs> yeah, eat your can- Twizzlers, which is were gone in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> Here's your Nintendo Switch. Shut up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But no, I, I mean, and, and that's the other thing now, as you know, I used to, and I, I, I think you were this way too. I used to, before pre-kids, I'd go to a movie every other weekend. Oh, sure. Yeah. That was, that was our go-to thing. Yeah. And there, there was nothing better in the back in the day than waiting in line to buy tickets oh, yeah. before you could do it online and all that stuff. It was great. And I think, but, but the overall experience has shifted and you've got that meeting of, who wants to go out and sit in a room with 500 other people and it just takes one person to be an idiot? Yeah. Right? And then you marry that with, well, I just watched 15 episodes of something along these same lines. I'm really kind of tired of it right now. And it costs so much money and I'm already paying you money. It's just the whole thing, the whole business model really just needs to, I think, be evaluated. So what I think is going to happen, unfortunately, is you're still going to get your blockbusters. Oh, sure. But you know these these movies that you're like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be streaming only, and I hate that because the movies that you look at, you're like, oh, those are kind of cool. You know, that's to me for for me. Um, oh, what's the movie I was just thinking of? Um, The Hangover. I had no idea what that movie was, but oh, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, the previews. Oh, that looks kind of funny. Yeah. And then it ends up being one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so you miss out on that because of this shift in model that we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, So I I don't know how you fix it. I don't know if we want to fix it. But to me, as a, like, I have fond memories. And I think this is what the key we're coming down to, Adam. We've harped on this time and time again on our original iteration of this podcast. Episode one. I mean, season one, season one, sorry. Season one is I have this, this beautiful memory in my mind of going to the theaters every other weekend. And it it was a, it was a destination event to go to the movie and watch, watch a, a movie, whether it be a crappy movie, a movie that you hated paying at the time, $7 to go see, or it being the, the summer blockbuster of the year. But 
there was something romanticized about going to the movies. Absolutely. And the nostalgia of that makes me love going to the movies. But the world has changed. It's a lot easier to watch movies now. So the nostalgia is there. We want to romanticize the past, what millennials are known to do. And Adam, you're a zennial too. So don't, I know you hate that, but you are truly a zennial. So you and I are both on this, you know, Gen sure. X millennial teeter totter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where our generation is trying to relive its past. As everyone does when they get to this middle of. Right. Well, we, we've said that because look at the things that are, are being remade now. Beauty, I, I'm not going to harp on how good or bad it was. Sure. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, all the cartoons we grew up Superhero with. Superhero stuff that we never got yeah. a chance to see movies of and that type of right. stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. All the, Star Wars, mm-hmm. prime example. They're remaking it, reintroducing it, throwing it. Flash did this. Uh, I hate that it did this. It threw in Michael Keaton yeah. to get me to go to the theater. But once he said, you want to get crazy? Let's get, or you want to get nuts? Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. Once he said those lines, we're like, cool. All right. This movie sucks. Check. Yeah. You're, yeah. Right. Exactly. So we're trying to relive the past instead of allowing the, the Gen Zers, which they're stupid most of the time, but instead of allowing the Gen Zers to have their own memories, mm. looking back at what the boomers did and what the, the true Gen Xers did. They let us have our own things as childhood. I mean, we had Inspector Gadget. We we had the movies, but they didn't have Darkwing Ducks. They didn't have Rescue Rangers. They didn't have DuckTales. That was our thing. There's not a thing for my, my kids. There's not a thing for your kids. My kids are watching a remake of Alvin and the Chipmunks right now. Well, but here's, here's the thing is... There's one of two things that happen in that regard. And I'm really glad I, did, I already pushed the button and didn't hit it there. That was, that was nice, Dave. I'm really Thank glad I, I, I didn't have to do it there. But no, I... Because um, I made your point for you. Yeah, exactly. No, it is true because I, was, I came across a, a video on Facebook the other day where they're making a two and a half to three foot tall Jurassic Park gate that you roll the Ford Explorer and it has an automatic sensor in it. That I opens saw it that. that. I almost sent it to you. And it's like, that was my movie. Right. But Hasbro doesn't make toys anymore for my kids. They make them for me. Right. So they know there's no money in the new kids because all the stuff is just rehashed versions of the things that I already love. Right. And, and it's one of the reasons I think Funko Pops, the dark saber you're holding up right now. Right. They make stuff for us. So I think right. part of it is, is that the, the, the companies are tapping into that and there's nothing there for them. But I'm going to use this example and I, I don't. I'm not saying this about us. I'm not saying there's no value judgment here. Bluey is a great example. Even the things that are for them, we snatch it up as our own. And there's more oh, reels on up. Facebook. Shut now, up. listen that to is, me. That is See, a great it's not a value judgment. It is not a value judgment. It is a fact. As zennials and parents right now, we snatch it up and we take, make videos about, instead of just letting our kids enjoy it, we're talking about how it, this is how it impacts me. And this was the scene that meant it's not about us. It's not, it is made for us in a sense and that there are actual things that you feel as a parent in there, but then we make it all about us well, because all of our lives, Dave, hang on all of our lives. We have been catered to We the stuff the, the stuff that he man 
and the G.I. Joe and all of that was made for us. And then they started making the Transformer movie and the G.I. Joe movie, and that was for us. And then when we got in college, they made new Star Wars movies that were aimed at us. And then when we had kids, they made new Star Wars movies again that weren't for them at all. It was for us. It's why Star Wars was PG-13 all of a sudden, because it's for us. We have to learn to let go. And maybe the ultimate point I'm making with that is maybe that's why box office returns are low, is they say you vote with your dollar in a capitalist society. And I think we're voting in our dollars saying, you know what, we're just kind of tired of having everything. We're just kind of tired of having everything made to, to tweak that nostalgia, like you're talking about with Michael Keaton, just to tweak that nostalgic gene. Here's Helen Slater. You only saw yeah. her one time as Supergirl like 30 years ago, but there's somewhere in there that makes you feel nostalgic about it. So we're gonna, maybe we're saying we're tired of it. I mean, Transformers Rise of the Beast made $380 million. That's the it's highest great, grossing it, movie of the summer. It's a good movie. Yeah. Because we but, finally got the, the, the Beast uh, Autobots. Yeah, the, the, that version of it. And sometimes I think it worked, but I think people just overall. But when you look at Mario, I think the reason Mario took off the way it did was it wasn't just made for us. It was, but it was. It was. They did their little stupid Mario rap, which was the... The no, 90s but, but it wasn't show. the whole story wasn't ba- it wasn't Michael Keaton's going to come do this. They didn't have Lou Ferrigno come do the voice of Mario because he was Mario on the TV show way back then. He, right? They did, actually. He was well, the not, voice. not Mario himself, Dave. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the character, like he wasn't an integral part of the story. It didn't hinge right. on whether or not he was there. Right. And I think some things just need to be we need to let go a little bit. But I think that ultimately to talk about box office. I think we're starting to vote. We're saturated with stuff, man. We're saturated yeah. with stuff. And, and I, I honestly do think, one more point, when it comes to a theater experience, look at Broadway. You come up with something like Hamilton, you put Wicked out in any theater in the country, it sells out. The we're the- finally getting a Wicked movie. That's going to be destination watching. That would be, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. But if you look at the local symphony here in town, we went to a Christmas show for that sellout. You go to Broadway, it's a sellout because it's not, you don't have Broadway stream. There's a Broadway streaming service, but it's not something that you watch six days out of the week. You don't watch a symphony orchestra live six days out of the week. A movie is just a two hour long show, but I just spent nine hours of my life watching nine one hour episodes of a whole season of something related to this. And I just, I got that. I can't get the aftertaste of it out of my mouth. I don't want more right now. You know, and I think that the supply needs to, Shore up a little bit. So let, let me, I, I agree with 90% of what you said. I'll take then that. When, then when you brought up Bluey, <laughs> this is a point that I have to make. I do agree that parents have run with it, but this is the same point I made for Shrek that we, we got into this discussion about a couple years ago. Shrek is a kid's movie. Shrek is not a kid's movie. This is, see, Shrek is a kid's movie that they put in, just innuendos that only adults would get and think, oh, this is funny. I'm glad I brought my kids to see this. And it wasn't a stupid all dogs go to heaven kitty movie. I'm thinking about what our parents would have said back when we so but yeah. you know they never ending story. Right. They they put in stuff. This is a kid's movie. This is a cartoon, but I'm going to throw in just innuendos and stuff that parents love. And that's what I think Bluey has done. Blue, Bluey saw, the, the, the writers of Bluey saw Coco Melon, the Wiggles, the Ugh. Little Einsteins, the, the horrible stuff. 
that kids go gaga for that parents are like oh my god do we have to watch this it again? feeds their dopamine machine man right more than anything so they put in dad and mom into bluey and they do actual like the the first episode i saw bluey that got me hooked was when dad takes bluey and bingo to the movie theater funny and oddly enough and we had just done that with ellie and harper sure and you know bluey's running around and harper harper bingo is throwing popcorn back and forth and i'm like oh my god this is my life <laughs> and and so like he does things and i'm like oh my god dad is me dad is you that you know and, and so they 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 get you to where Yes, it's made for kids. It's a cartoon TV show that kids love, and it's a, like a 10-minute block. Sure. But they throw in deeper meanings to the stories that the parents get. And, and honestly, when the kids go to bed halfway through the movie, you, you're like, oh, my gosh, I've been watching Bluey for 30 minutes. And <laughs> sure, you, yeah. You don't hate it. Well, and, and it goes back to Walt sat on a bench, and the whole reason he wanted to create a theme park was to spend time with his kids. I've got no problem with Bluey as a, as a show having meaning for more than one generation because then it makes you want to sit and watch with them, and it creates a scenario where you're both entertained, right? Which right. harkens back again to why Walt wanted to do what he did. The problem I have with it, I came across an article the other day that said, there is a conspiracy going around that the mom and dad in Bluey are in an international crime ring. Well, they people, are, because if you look at the house that they, they are in uh, and what the dad does... It, the you've already does, talked too much about that. You've already... This, that's my point. So are you, try, are you telling me... for what it is and stop trying... Are you telling me that you're supposed to, to suspend your belief? Because you hate that. They're talking dogs. You hate yes, that. suspend your belief by all right, means. But you hate dogs. suspending beliefs. But, here, but here's my point, Dave, is it's a kid's show intended for parents to sit with their children, have a nice conversation about it, buy them a couple of toys and leave it at that. But then the adults pick it up and 569,000 likes and 4,185 comments and we're spending all of our time talking about its I-name conspiracy theory about a kid's show. We need to just, just we don't have to comment and make everything about us. Let it be what it is. That's more of my point. Enjoy it with your kids by all means. But we take things just so far and make it ours. It doesn't need to be ours. It's not ours. You realize it's not we've gone 30 minutes talking about a show, and you just harped on saying spending our time talking about conspiracy theories. <laughs> about oh, a TV but I'm, show. no, these are what I'm. <laughs> there is a culture. There is an economy. We don't. We don't monetize this. We'll never monetize this. But there was somebody who literally got paid by a website. To Don't write that story. And then all of these people spend their time like, oh, I think it's true. And exact, here's the reason why. This one episode, he said this and she said this. And they looked at each other with this look. And it's like, guys, just enjoy it with your kids, man. So here's a fun fact about Bluey, by the way. Yeah. And I lear learned this on the Fallon show, Jimmy Fallon show. Um, the two voice actors had never met each other until Jimmy Fallon had them both on. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. The, the, the like, dynamic, it's just the way they say the words together, and they weren't even in the same room. Recording yeah. at the same time. It's insane. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Can you imagine if we tried to do this show like that? No. There's no way. Zero way. <laughs> First off, this show is not scripted. And by the way, there is no uh, chart of holding or whatever you call it for tonight. No, there's no run. No, there's no run, run document. What do you call it? 
Document of holding. Is Document of holding. It. That's the name of it. Yeah. No run sheet. But no, they, I'll say whoever is it. It's a fascinating business study case. Whoever solves this streaming thing, whoever's the first out of the gate, figuring out how to still make blockbusters be profitable while still having some kind of streaming service people will pay for, they will dominate the future. I think it's COVID that did it. I yeah. mean, honestly. Yeah. Because we found out that we can enjoy, like, this is why I, look, we had a YouTube uh, short, not short, a YouTube 13-minute video yeah. about me going down to a Tuscaloosa game and something we did every week. That's right. This is why I don't enjoy going to games anymore. I love it, the atmosphere, the the excitement, the 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 feeling the everything but i also found out during covid the the two to three years of covid that as soon as the game was over i can turn it off mm. and go about my life now mm. let's be honest i don't turn the tv off after the game oh, because sure, i want to watch not. the next game but i'm still sitting in my comfy chair with my air conditioning blowing in my face with my bourbon selection sitting behind me instead of having to sneak in minis past the bryant denny stadium uh Bubba's. <laughs> so, Dave Adams comments are in no way approved, but no, I'm <laughs> but, but no, and you're not having to do the long walk back to your car and your sweaty right. clothes with your cranky kids. And then you lost and everybody's in a bad mood. And well, we, it's been so long since I've set no loss. So Ooh, hope you didn't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I don't go to any games this year, right. <laughs> but I, and then, you know, it's two and a half hours from my house to Tuscaloosa. After uh, 200,000 people are in the city of Tuscaloosa, it takes eight hours, nah, probably five hours to get back home sure. because you have to sit in traffic. Because people ruin everything. I, I mean, look, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> you're an introvert. We get it. But I, I have since become an introverted extrovert. But you have to admit, even as an extrovert. You don't oh, mind suck. being around other people, but people ruin just about everything. Oh, people yeah. suck. Even Definitely. Bluey with their crazy conspiracy. Uh, Bluey never sucks. <laughs> Which, by the way, July 12th, I can't wait. What's July 12th? <laughs> New episodes. Oh, you know, we don't watch that. My, the kids are too old. Uh, Emma's not. There was, she's, not, she's not interested, I'll put it that way. There was a okay. brief moment in time where it was on in the house. It's kind of sad. It is sad. You sad. need to watch it. It's actually pretty good. Oh, I've I've watched it. Yeah, I, I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. And then people will post like this little snippets of the episode that have that meaning and stuff. It's really cool to see it. I like it. Yeah. I just... like I, th like There are days it. where we'll quote Bluey at the house, oh. honestly. Do you say in the accent? No, yeah. I can't do the accent. It's been five years ago. Agar. <laughs> you have to put the... Oh, can we get the bill? <laughs> Bluey, quieter. Oh, can we get the bill? <laughs> I love it. Anyway, all right, we've gone on long enough, Adam. Have we? Uh, this this has been a great show. Uh, I, I I this is the type of show that I enjoy. Honestly, I, I'll give you a little bit behind the curtain here for Unrelated to Birth. It was two thirty today. I texted Adam and said, "What are we going to talk about?" And we, he said, I don't know. I, he said he was having some issues at work. So I said, all right, think about it. Then probably about two hours mm -hmm. later, I said, look, I know you're having issues at work, but just think on this. Here's my topic. Here's, a, here's my idea. He said, all right, what about this? I said, all right, let's do it. And, and, you know, I didn't hear from him for three or four hours. Like, hey, are we doing this tonight? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, honestly, that's why I love how unrelated a birth is. 
I love Around the Fire Pit, which is my other stream of consciousness type show. Uh, but I love Matt and Ryan, but Matt and Ryan and I haven't known each other for 22 years now. And, and so 24. Is it 24? Are we that old? 99. No, it was 98. So it's almost 25. No, it well, was, it, it, was, it was 98. It was 99. It was 98. 99. But no, it was actually 2000 because it was January of 2000. It was That's after. True. So, so tw- okay. 23. 23. We'll meet okay. in the middle. Oh. Yeah. A lot of years. <laughs> anyway, but we've known each other for a long time where yeah. basically, I mean, the, the, the song, it, again, we haven't said this on the podcast, this iteration, we truly are unrelated brothers because we've, we've had, look, I, I've known Adam almost as long as I've known my, my actual brother. Yeah. And, and, and so Adam's never had a brother. So true story. Uh, so, but we, we've known each other as long as most brothers. I mean, it, we act like brothers most of the time, except for the fact that he's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. He's a little pissant sometimes. What you are know. you talking about? About what? He's a, he's a Karen sometimes. I am not. <laughs> you admitted it yourself. Only in the neighborhood. Not to you. <laughs> Why do they have their dog not on a leash? <laughs> do we have to talk about COVID years? <laughs> no. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So here's the funny story. You, so I'm not going to tell you what happened in the 12 years. I'm just going to say the 12 years. The, Adam, the time period which shall not be spoken of. Right. Th- that time We're period. not going there in the second iteration, Dave. Come on. So that time period is past. We now have the dark days of no podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> Before the dark times. Before the second iteration of Unrelated to Birth. <laughs> I love it. We both had to deal with our stuff in that. Oh, man. First, that first dark time. And the second dark time was covid related covid and moving and other stuff. related yeah yeah <laughs> so speaking of i yeah. have i have talked with alex trebek luke bryan and he is game for having another trivia contest oh, very good please don't air quotes again everybody who's listening lose on purpose again dave please. i did lose on purpose it was a bit and i finally won when it was our last one this time will be for real right this time, I, th- there is there is a for realness. There. And you guys aren't going to be like, oh, we'll cover some Billy Joel, and then there won't be any Billy Joel. You'll actually like, because uh, I know I'm you guys work together on that one. No, we actually bit. don't. Dave. We didn't. Dave. Much. And, and this, this is going to be like, uh, this will show you how much Tim Tim Taylor I've been watching. This is going to be like when he tried to rig uh, his uh, Beat the Tool Man with oh, yeah. Bob Vila. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, all right. So Adam, we have some news of things that we have brought back. We have a number now. You, we you do have Adam. What was the number? We settled on the number. Hold Shoot. up, let me go. I back closed that tab in my browser. Let me go back to our text. <laughs> Hold up, let me look at our text. Hang on, I, I can remember. find it. You talk. I'll look. Go ahead. No, I'm now looking. I'm gonna find it first. I found it. Okay. We do have, so we had a, a the birth line, I believe is what we called it, it the first time around. Uh, we do have that back. You can call it. How did it, you find it so quick? Oh, I shall never reveal my secrets. I just searched the area code. Um, so Here's we're bringing back. Pop. Oh, there you go. Matches my hat. 
Um, we're bringing back the birth line. It's a different number from the first time around. Um, we should have added oh, it, it to the crawl down at the bottom, but um, we are bringing back the birth line. It is 863. Wait, oh, there it is. 863 345. So they're in order 345 Read that again, sir. 863 345 The birth line. Call it, leave a voicemail. A hot take you've got on something, a thought on something that we said in a show that you listened to, general comments, feedback for us, anything that goes, as long as it's appropriate, we'll play it on the show. PG, please. PG, please. So, yeah, 863-345-0088. Easy to remember. Oh, look at Maybe. that. It covers the heartland as well as Polk County in Central Florida. Polk County. Polk That's the one. County, Florida. So, eventually, we need to get to a point where, like, if you leave a thing, you're in the running for a prize. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll start something like that. I um, we gotta think of a cool prize. Hmm. Cool prize. Hmm. We'll pay for your Disney Plus for a year. That's like no thirty bucks. No, <laughs> not the bundle. We're not made of money, Dave. <laughs> yeah. We will we'll think, think of, about a prize. Yes, we. We'll will. think of something. I mean. Ten people call in, we'll we'll draw a name. So Ooh, every get, ten. Oh, I like that. Every ten we get, we'll, we'll have draw a, a name. But we gotta figure out what the prize is. So go ahead and call in. We'll put your name in for this futuristic prize that we'll figure out what it is. Maybe it's a Funko Pop. I I, I can't promise what which one are you Funko sacrificing? Pop. I didn't say it was one of mine. <laughs> How much we'll do you figure. really love this show, Dave? <laughs> if you're gonna go, go all in, man. Dave's like, hang on, I'm looking, thinking of my price value guide. Uh... Uh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll figure something <laughs> out. But we got to get to Funko. 10 first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Once we get to 10, we'll tell you what it's going to be. And you can't enter more than once. We need 10 separate people, individuals. And, and Virgil asks a question, doesn't count. I agree with that. <laughs> because we know we're your... getting that every week. So right. I love it. your family, but no. Oh, sure. No, I understand. <laughs> So, all right. So, we also have our Facebook listener group, Unrelated Birth Listener Group. Like I said before, if you're not in it, why not? I'll bring it back. What's wrong, <laughs> What's with, wrong you? with you? No. <laughs> uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unrelated Birth. On Twitter, we are at Not Related Bros. All episodes are on uh, the Apple Podcasts and Samsung. And we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. all of the fun. Stitcher. I, I, I saw a, a listen from an app called Castro. I had no idea they were on. Oh, and can I say really quick if they've made it this far because we're an hour and a half in? Mad props to whoever from Iowa has started listening. We've had multiple, multiple downloads from the state of Iowa. I don't personally know anybody from Iowa. Dave, do you? Yeah, you do. Who is you it? Know exactly. Nick Hoke. Oh, Nick. Thank you. Yeah. I saw Iowa. Was like, hey, that's one I haven't seen before. Perfect. Yeah, Nick Hoke. You know Nick. Perfect. Yeah, I do know Nick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, that's the show. That's our stuff. We love you guys. Adam, I think it's time. Yeah, as always, thank you so much for giving us some of your time for us to entertain your ear holes. And um, stay safe out there. Be kind to one another. We love you, but not as much as Jesus does. And we will see you all again next week. Bye. Ah.